Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. Hi, guys. And joined again by Dom. Triple D's, what it do? Yep, yep, yep. And we had another weekend, not over yet, but exciting. Couple of days of basketball. And let's start with Friday. Well, one exciting day of basketball. So let's start with Friday <laughs> as the, the Hawks beat the Knicks 105-94, the first home game for Atlanta. They definitely heard the noise, even though it did sound like there were a good uh, Knicks fans there. They were loud enough. So despite D. Rose going for 30, Hawks end up winning this game. As Trey Young, 21 points, 14 assists. One, two, three, six other players in double figures for the Hawks as they got their three-point shooting right, shooting 59% from deep, holding next to 30% from the three-point line. Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, I saw Julius Randle, who shot two of 15 from the field, who was continuing, continuing to struggle. And they're putting a lot of pressure on Derrick Rose to try to kind of be the, the guy to carry the team. You were right the same. Um, yeah, the savior, pretty much. He played 39 minutes, and he gave him 30, which is great, but he was a minus 16, led the team. Not that it was his fault, but they just really have no other scoring options when you're not really getting much from R.J. Barrett either. You know off the bench, it's got to be Alex Berger quickly, and if either one of those two guys aren't giving you double digits, it's going to be tough to, to win games, and – the Hawks, Trey Young, he didn't shoot well from the field, but he did enough. He he had a, a great floor game, getting guys open threes, and they had 16 threes made. So it's just a sign that they was they had a great ball movement and everybody in the plus double digits and the plus minus. And overall, it was a great win for the Hawks. Way to, you know, protect the home court. Yep. Tom, what were your thoughts? Atlanta's the team that can be hot and cold sometimes, but you know when they have so many shooters, then somebody's gonna catch fire. And it was Gallinari and Huerta; they both shot. Um, and and Bajanovic, all three of them shot really well. For three. So you know they did their thing. And for New York, there's just not much offense outside of Derrick Rose. You know, quickly and Burks tried, but they just didn't have a lot of help. So. And, you know, Randall's been underperforming for the entire series. He's probably been the worst, if not second worst star in this, you know, in the playoffs so far this year. So, I mean, it's just been a bad matchup for him, like we all said it was going to be. But, I mean, for the, for the Knicks, they just need a little more from Alec Burks or Emmanuel quickly if they weren't going to get any from Randall because Rose been playing like his MVP self for real for this whole series, so. They just need some extra help from somebody else. And then, obviously, when Rose is out there, the defense gets a little worse because he's arguably the worst defender on the team, which is why they were starting Alfred Payton. But because of Alfred Payton, the offense wasn't there. So there's just a lot of struggles on this team. Um, they could, There's different lineups they could try, but there's nothing that will really save them against Atlanta. I already thought that Atlanta was going to win off rip. But, I mean, New York might fight back, but it's just looking like a struggle for them because of their offensive deficiencies. I think I heard a, I I heard a stat that um, 
Julius Randle might have been double teamed on eight possessions or something like that. Like, I'm sure it led the team. But that's just something that just shows part of the reason why he's struggling. They're just trying to get the ball out of his hands. Yep. Yeah, they also have two, again, athletic bigs, Collins and Capella, who can both guard him on the perimeter. And then a Congo. And a Congo, true. They have three. Who can guard him on the perimeter and then who can try to stop him at the paint. So when you have like a rotation like that, what's happening is even though it's taking up a lot of effort to get by one of them, the other one's just in the paint. Even on a switch, sometimes we can pull out there, sometimes it'll be Collins, but the other one can protect the rim. Even if he passes it to someone else, they still are there to protect the basket. So obviously it's their own Jotage. Um Derek Rose did go crazy, obviously, in the first half. He was trying to keep him in the game. Did everything he could. I think he had 16 in the first quarter, if I remember correctly, or something crazy. He was really he had 11. 11. He had a lot in the first half as well. But go ahead. He's honestly been playing, like I said before, he's been playing as well, if not better, than even his MVP season in the playoffs, at least. You know, he's going no, crazy. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> but he is going crazy out there. And it's just the problem, obviously, which we knew what the problem was. Randall just can't do it against two athletic bigs. RJ Barrett sucks. Um, and Bergson quickly cooled off from, from game one. So on the road, is going to be a little different. And one thing to note, even though this was 11, this was an 11 point game, just remember the Knicks got to the free throw line 30 times, the Hawks eight. So take with that what you will as well. Wild free throw disparage. And they still just had really no chance to really win this game if you were watching it. Hawks got out in the third quarter, took a big lead, and that was basically it. So Hawks up 2 1 and now and in game four, obviously do or die for the Knicks happening today at one. So I'm excited and we'll see what happens. Um, moving on, though, the two teams with their backs to the wall. The Celtics end up beating the Nets 125-119 to 119 as Jason Tatum yet again goes off for 50. 16-30 shooting, 5 for 11 from the 50.7 assists, 6 rebounds for Tatum. He was unbelievable. Tristan Thompson as well, 19 points, 13 boards, 9 offensive Marcus Smart ended up with 23 as well, and Fournier giving him 17. So a big game for the Celtics as they fought at home. KD with 39, Harden with 41 and 10. They still weren't able to get it done. As Kyrie, after all the comments, struggling on the road back in Boston, 16 points, 6 of 17, not great shooting. So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? I thought it was interesting that I think there was only about four to 7,000 fans. It was either 4,000 or 7,000. I think it was 4,000 fans that were in Boston. And that for game four, the capacity is increasing to about 17,000. So it's going to be a much greater atmosphere in game, game four than it was in game three. But Jason Tatum was amazing, right? Yeah. He had Kevin Durant guard him in the first half. Really nothing Kevin Durant could do to stop him. Any any shot that Jason Tatum wanted, he was getting switches. I think Claxton got him on a couple possessions. Step back three, face in your face. Like, next, whoever's next, James Harden, you can have some. Kyrie, he got his share too. And whenever Marcus Smart is hitting threes and playing defense at a high level, 
we know the Celtics have, you know, a, a chance to win a game. But I'm just surprised they were able to overcome Kimball Walker's struggles, mostly because of how, you know, impressive Tristan Thompson was out there in his minutes. But for the Nets, like you said, Kyrie Irving really struggled out there. He tried his best in the second half to kind of get it going. He had eight in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't enough. Kevin Durant down the stretch tried to get it going. James Harden, 41-39 respectively. But it was just a night where Jason Tatum was the best player on the floor. And nothing else that the Nets really threw out there could really matter. Tom, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I said it before the series started. I was like, I think Boston can take a game or two just because I feel like Tatum's just going to give them one just because of what I've been seeing from, like, the past recent, like, few months from him. Really, it feels like ever since he got COVID, he gets 50 once a week at this point. So, you know, he had a 50-point game, and he just was the best player out there. And, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, contributed with his 23. Fournier gave him 17. Tristan gave him 20. So that kind of offset, you know, Fournier and, and Tristan, you know, giving them the offense kind of offset what Kemba was lacking. And for Brooklyn, you know, as we said, Kyrie struggled, you know, back in Boston. And Joe Harris didn't give them too much any either. And he's been one of the most important players as well. So, you know, if they're all going to – if Kyrie and Joe Harris aren't going to give them, you know, the offense that they need to and the bench isn't going to give them much, then, you know – they're not going to win it as much, but even then, even with all that, it took them, it took Tatum 50 to beat them by six. And I think that's all we need to know <laughs> going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got Tatum 50 to beat them by six. I mean, again, if we're looking towards, hey, this series isn't fully over yet, but looking for the next series, that means Giannis got to average 40 to beat these guys. Um, they're just going to explode, and Kyrie's going to have only 16. Like Tom was saying, the bench struggled, and this is, I think, one of those cases where they miss, you know, Jeff Green, um, even, who would help with the bench production. He comes off the bench as a shooter. He got, I think they said he's going to be out until next series at least and then reevaluated. So that could be big for them. Blake has struggled. Yeah, I think it was 10 days he was rolled out days, for. Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When did he get hurt? Last uh, plantar fascia, plantar fascia injury, oh, I believe. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't even know he was out for ten days. Yeah, yeah, I was watching. I was like, "Why is Jeff Green not in the game?" Obviously, that destroys their bench because you know they just can't really score. I mean, you saw Shamik go out there, zero points, minus twenty six. Claxton minus twenty one. Offense just falling out there. They not only they not only killed their bench, but they don't really have any other big man. Yeah, he's like one of their big. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times you saw Tristan Thompson trying to get boxed out by Joe Harris. It's like mm-hmm. that's not going to work against the Bucks. Yeah, that's that's putting too much on Claxton, really. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, if, if DeAndre is going to be you know DNP CD all playoffs, then that means that Claxton going to have to take up all those minutes now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw from Blake, he played 25 minutes, and he was a plus 16, but the thing was, he, he knew what he had to do, five fouls, but that's the whole problem, right? Without a Jeff Green out there, you don't have someone else who just, who's like, I guess, who's just been in those moments and knows, hey, this guy's just going for every rebound. I'm just going to foul him a couple times. He can't get every one, right? 
right? And that's why you saw Blake was a plus 16. And even though Tristan, Tristan, because he was out there with Kemba, he fought hard for his minus 68. But this is one of those cases where it's really like the number. No, we know Tristan going. He know we know Tristan going give you a strong ass. It's not in <laughs> strong ass twenty yes, and ten. You know that. Well, one thing I'm trying to get to. Let me get there. Grant, the bench is so bad that Grant Williams went out there for 11 minutes. It was a plus 15. That's tell you all you need to know. All you know about this game. Now, <laughs> again, though, like you said, the Nets, all their offensive struggles. They, they got two guys who just scored 40. Um, even though they're, they're hard to say, I guess they're third best player or whatever. Um, had 16 on 6 of 17 shooting. Talked himself right into that one. So he better snap game four. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. No, he this. heard it. I mean, he said it. Oh, you mean he heard it? Nah, if he heard, he heard it, he was, it, he was looking right at that person, pointing them out and getting them ejected. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. He didn't hear it. You know, if he heard it, that's what exactly he was doing. So we, hey, yo, he's talking right to the rock. Hey, yo, he can't call me that, bro. Get him out. Get him out of here. Guaranteed. Had everyone on high alert. We all know they saw it, but hey, man. I think no, that's, have... Go ahead. I was saying that's the one. That's the one word that everybody in the arena knew they couldn't say. Yep. I, they just booed him every time he touched the ball, and that was enough. It was clear right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But moving on, that man Trey took that. To the chin. It was like, all right, bet. Trey didn't do anything. Trey just beat them. He said, but he every time he touched the ball. Yeah, that's because he that's because he was killing them, not because he left the team, quit on them, and then called them racist. <laughs> Wildly different. Wildly different. Completely different. I don't want to put him in the trick. Trey just said shut up and got spit on. Kyrie didn't even – nothing even happened to Kyrie. He just was an ass. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So, game four, you got to be better. Um, but moving on, um, the Clippers played the Mavs, and, hey, man, they were down 2-0. We all had them dead for rights. And the game started, and it was like, damn, these dudes are just going to quit. Mavs came out 28-8 to on the first quarter. Again, what I will say is – as mad as it made me that the NBA was putting on two games at once, watching this while watching Nets Celtics was pretty crazy because I really didn't know which one to watch. I was like, damn, Tatum's going crazy. And this game is still close, even though I thought the Nets would eventually come back. But then it was like, oh, the Mavs just going, is this a beheading, like, live? ESPN? These guys just going to destroy them? And it didn't happen for one reason, but we'll get to that reason later. Um, but Kawhi Leonard went off 36 points, 13 to 17. Need to be efficient. Paul George, 11 for 18, 29 points. Reggie Jackson in the starting lineup, 16. Marcus Morris, finally, three for five from deep, 15 from him out there. And for the Mavs, Luca tried 44 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. But the guy we said was the reason that they were going to win the series. Porzingis, nine points, three for 10 from the field. Hardaway cooled off a little bit, 12 points, 414 for him. So, Dom, what did you see out of this one? I mean, the the Mavericks just needed, you know, some more production from their other scorers out there. I mean, you know, Luca did all that he could, but 
you know, Porzingis the hard away, Brunson, he's needed a little more offense from them. And generally they've been, you know, contributing to it. I mean, Porzingis really hasn't, but, you know, either Hardaway or Brunson generally has been, you know, contributing a lot more. Even Kleber gave him a solid 14, but, you know, Kawhi and Paul George, they were doing what they've been, what they've been doing out there for the most part. You know, they've actually been playing. Both of them have honestly been playing really well this series. But, um, you know, Reggie Jackson helped them out with 16 and Marcus Morris helped them out with, you know, 15. But one thing they did this game that they didn't do the other games, they played Terrence Mann out there. And, you know, he was a he was a plus 18 in 19 minutes. And Rondo, he went out there, he got a little more extra time. He got 27 minutes plus 22 with eight assists. So, you know, he was just getting the offense more involved. And for the most part, you know, he was just helping out. He was coaching, coaching out there. Darnell, what were your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was really impressive. Uh, Paul George had 22 first half points. Uh, just really getting, getting to his spots, you know, scoring at will. And for the Mavericks, it was just like Dom said. It just simply came down to Porzingis, right? Porzingis gave him nine points, gave him three rebounds. That's just not acceptable for somebody making his kind of salary, right? And to be 7-3, you've got to be able to, to punish your mismatches. And he just wasn't able to do that. There was plays where he had post-ups against – guys like Reggie Jackson or Marcus Morris, and he just couldn't shoot over him and get his jumper off. And it was just – you just watched and you just shook your head. Like, if only Luca had a little more help. Luca did all he could. Now it's a little worrisome that Luca might be out. Well, he's not going to be out, but he's listed as questionable with a shoulder injury. I don't know if y'all heard that. I didn't hear that. <clears throat> yeah, he's. I guess so. He had some pain that was in his shoulder and went all the way down down his arm or something. Um, so right. we'll have to monitor that. So we'll have to monitor that going forward. And if Luca's not a hundred percent and he's hobbled, then the Clippers have every right to come back in this series. It's gonna be really. It's gonna be a tough game three. I mean, game four for the Mavericks, knowing that the pressure's on them now. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have made their imprint on this series, and it's time for somebody to join. Tim Hardaway's played well, but it's really time for Porzingis to show up. As simple as that. Yeah, someone yeah, hopefully, hopefully Luca gets better from his trained cervix. <laughs> That's what the injury said. Is a cervical strain. They really interrupted me saying that. All right. What I was going to say was yeah, big, big <clears throat> worries actually for the Mavs, obviously. They shot 50% from deep and still lost this game. Um, mainly because, obviously, as we know, no one helped my man Luke out. And they shot 50%, eight turnovers. And, but what happened was, and I want to give Ty Lue actually some credit here because he got yelled at. But his pride wouldn't let him start Rondo. But it's okay because Rondo's main point was, bro, if the dude is going to bully him all day, call that man small. He can't play. 
just can't play out there. Pat Bev just can't play. But the move to start Reggie is, again, one that I think it's ironic. We used to do it when we used to play our 2K series. Um, but it's one that works because now they have another scorer who's at least fast enough and can handle the ball enough to get his own shot. And so what that meant was, even though early they were getting blown off the floor, boom, 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 right? They put it out there. They put Rondo in, he comes and he saves the day. But now in the second half, with everything a little more in rhythm, with them now taking that punch, Reggie was more effective. Paul George and Kawhi, they were getting the ball all in their spots. Um, and Kawhi, I said it early, even during the whole like stretch, he was like four for four, five for five out there. And I was like, damn, this might be the saddest four for four in NBA history. He was going four for four, and it would be down 28 to like 11. But Paul George was right there with him, and you saw when Rondo came in the game, they just got the ball exactly in their spots. He was setting them up. And all it was was really, it was like, hey, bro, give him an off-ball screen. Boom. All right, now he's getting it on the wing where they're unstoppable. And he, just, he really just got the machines, the ball, in the shooting spots, right? And I think Reggie saw that. And they just all just kept getting the ball right where they wanted it, right, right on the wing. And they're like, okay, we can just shoot the ball. It was freedom. They didn't have to dribble. They didn't have to think. They were just pulling up and hitting, hitting jumpers for real. They didn't shoot a lot of threes. Um, Kawhi had three. Paul George had two. They were really destroying them on mid-range jumpers, and it was actually unbelievable. I was like, oh, these guys are just robotic now. They just needed – they really did just need Rondo. I mean, keep in mind, right, like I said, the point to it again, me and Don play a lot of 2K. But we picked the Clippers to win this series for one reason. We said, you know what, that dude's right there, Rondo. Like, if anyone can figure this out, because we couldn't figure it out, I play that game and I still can't figure it out. He just kept getting the ball right where they needed, and they just kept hitting and you've seen now, Ron. Go ahead. I think what I've realized about this team is that the, the, what what makes them so weird is that even though they're all good shooters, the thing is they're all really spot up shooters. None of them can really. I think that I think that's what like we struggle with in the game when we use them because like we kind of try to make them do something, but really they're just people that have to get the ball in their spot and. Rondo came in there and then he really did that for them. He really came in there and just made everybody, you know, effective. And one another thing that we haven't done really is play Terrence Mann. And clearly he was a big factor out there. So Yeah, he's he's their he's their really only backup wing, I would say. And so that's why he's and he's athletic, he's fast. He like like you saw he had six rebounds, so he gets boards as well. He really does know how to play, kind of does everything pretty well. Um yeah, the big thing about Rondo is he just controls the pace, right? So he speeds it up to get guys like Morris open shots, to get if he's out there with Reggie, get him open shots. But he can also slow it down for a Paul George or a Kawhi to get their nice little mid-range jumper. And he was just going to completely control the whole game. And he figured it out. And that's why he was yelling at Ty Lue. He was like, bro, I figured it out. You just have to let me play. And Ty Lue's point was you can't start because you're the whole bench. And now I get both points. But this means Reggie's a start. Now, you wonder if Zubak, he played 11 minutes. I, I think what they did a lot was you saw it. You know, Baka got hurt, too, so he didn't play. They're just going to go centerless. They're just going to play between them. And they're just going to say, hey, Porzingis, bro, you can be 7-3. Can you, can you do anything with it? No. Right now, so. <laughs> just right now, he can be as tall as he wants, and he's not doing a damn thing. So... 
that's why we're all saying at this point, you can just play Cousins. I mean, Luka going to take anyone you get on the switch, right? But Porzingis isn't. So, fuck it at this point. But, hey, man, they won the game, so they don't have to. And I'm proud of the Clippers, I got to say. Give the Clippers a congratulations, man. Because I thought they were quitting tonight or Friday night. I thought they had no chance. Especially to fight from down 20. You could say that this could be one of the games. Then they have to continue it today. You could say this could be a game that really could change everything for their franchise, for real. Because they, sh- yeah, they fought from 44-9-9 on the road. Paul George said he wasn't concerned about these dudes. And he win the game. Ty Lue said... You're going to shoot a little bit worse at home. All that stuff that we said was nonsense. And they ended up winning the game. I got nothing to say, but I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for not quitting. I really am. Now, that's what they're professionals. They, that's what they're supposed to do. Hey, man, you can be – hey, bro, I straight have been watching teams quit. Can say they're professionals. I'm looking right at Washington. We just talked about Kyrie quitting last, yeah, last discussion. In the second round. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm good. Bye, deuces. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, hey man, speaking of teams, hey man, the Heat didn't quit. They fought. There's not good enough. Bucks end up sweeping them. Got the brooms all out. One twenty, one hundred three. Um, Giannis, 20 points, 15 assists, 12 rebounds for him. Chris Middleton, 20 and 11. Um, Brooke Lopez went off on them, 25 points, 8 rebounds for him. And 22 off the bench for Forbes as he continues his hot shooting stretch. And for the Heat, man, Jimmy Butler, 415, 12 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. That's RIP. We know what that RIP means. He was close, close to a lot of things. But we don't know about any of them now. Superstar Hall of Fame, they're all yikes. Um, Dan Adebayo, 20 points, 14 rebounds for him. Tyler continues, 5 of 13, 14 points. We'll see if he can get it back next season. But starting out, what are your thoughts on this game and this series as the Bucks sweep and they wait for the winner of Nets Celtics? See who they want. Yeah, if you were telling me that, Jimmy Butler just had to outplay Brent Forbes and the Heat would have had a chance to win the game. I would have laughed, but that's what it really came down to, right? Brent Forbes' last two games, honestly, he's been the biggest difference for the Bucs, giving them that extra score off the bench, scoring in the 20 in the 20 range. And we know how good Giannis is. And Drew Holiday, even though he didn't have the numbers that he did the game prior, he still had his imprint on the game. Chris Middleton making field goals, 7 of 16 is not great, but still a lot of field goal makes out there from two-point range. And Brooke Lopez, 11 for 15, 25 points. So it's a formula for the Bucs to win. They, it wasn't the best that we've seen from the Bucs, but it was enough to for them to get the victory. And that's really all you can ask for. And for as for the Heat, I don't know if it's a hangover from the bubble or if the bubble was fake, but it's just not been the same team that we saw last year. And I think they don't really have limited – well, I won't say limited resources, but they're pretty much going to roll in next year with the same team unless they do something drastic. So they're going to have to improve it as a unit 
within. So I'm I'm interested to see how Tyler Hero comes back next year, Kendrick Nunn, see if Dragic slows down a little bit, how that looks. And the Heat, they're going to be right there, but it just wasn't their year. I'm over here. I saw <clears throat> I saw somebody say something and I actually hundred percent agree with it. The reason why the reason why the Heat found themselves in this position is because while every team got better, they stayed the same. Yep. Every single team every every like decent team in the East at least, every decent team, they did something to improve. Obviously the Nets, they went and got James Harden. The Bucks, they got they replaced Drew Drew Holiday. I mean Eric Bledsoe with Drew Holiday, and you know the 76ers, they they got rid of Al Horford. They got some shooting from Seth and um, Danny Green. They got a coaching change. Like every other team did something, and the Heat just stood pat, and they really just replaced Jay Crowder with Trevor Reza. And like. That's fair. That's fine. But that's not getting better. That's kind of just saying we were good enough last year and we're basically going to run it back. Obviously, they expected uh, really what they expected was improvement. For, you know, Tyler didn't get any better at all. They Duncan was pretty, you know, consistent. The only one that actually improved this year was Kendrick, <laughs> for real. So, I mean, yeah they didn't get any of the improvement that they wanted. And again, you could, you look at it, you look at a trade where they could have traded Duncan, Tyler, Kendrick, Precious, and two firsts and four pick swaps for James Harden. And should they have done it? Maybe, maybe not. But regardless, they had to do something because they just don't have the offense. And the reason they beat the Bucks last year is that the Bucks didn't really have the consistent offense either. But obviously, Drew Holiday, he's a much better passer, and he's a much better scorer than Eric Bledsoe while still basically maintaining the same defense, even though he's taller, so his defense is bound to be a little better. But, you know, Drew Holiday came in there. He replaced Eric Bledsoe. And then Brent Forbes and Bobby Portis have been huge off the bench, you know, providing them with a lot of offense, you know, Brent Forbes going scoring 22, Bobby Portis with 13. Even Brooke Lopez had a good game out there with 25. So there's just been a lot of um, there's just been a lot of improvement. You just see that the Bucks got better while the Heat didn't, and it showed. And the Heat just thought, and eh, we beat them last year. We got them again this year. No, nah, yeah, they should have just won. Huh? We want them. Yeah, they wanted them. <laughs> And they should have just went ahead, took the Knicks or the Hawks, whoever it would have been, took the Knicks or the Hawks, and then boom, they'd be in there, probably making the second round. Well, maybe probably against the Knicks. I don't know about the Hawks. But yeah. It, I was say, if they played the Knicks, then they probably would have got better. Yeah, Atlanta's another team that did something to get better. They fired, they got a new coach, they hired like a few, you know, they got new players. The heat just stayed the same, and you know, if people are gonna watch you be the same team that you just were and not do anything to get better, unless you're the Super Bowl champions <laughs> retaining the same team, then I mean, <laughs> and even then, we don't even need, we don't even know if that's gonna work. 
So you feel me? You can't just come into something maintaining the same exact team and not trying to do anything to get better because t- people are going to figure out. Yeah, I mean, but no, you're right. I mean, he just didn't do anything. Obviously, we know where they the crucial fuck up was just. You can even say they were the same team, but they weren't because Drogic and Hero weren't nearly as good. Like they, they could give you thirty last year. They, they weren't, they weren't anywhere near that. Well, Drogic's just another year older. No, I'm saying they didn't remain the same. They got worse. Um, we yeah. saw it all year, and the Bucks got better. Obviously, they got Drew Holiday, a real passer, so now they have three guys who can pass the ball. Tonight, you saw it was it was Giannis, fifteen assists. And it's been, it's really going to be someone different. I mean, it just depends on who you kind of look at to guard. And, hey man, for the Heat, now you wonder, right? They, they didn't want to let go of Tyler Hero. Now they might be like, you know what? <laughs> Let's, but I think now his value is too low. It's not going to, yeah. not going to have him in the conversation for a James Harden trade, him be the untouchable piece. So, they they did that for the for the Lowry trade too. Well, that makes more sense though. You know, I, that's fair. You can't go for Lowry. Lowry's too <laughs> old and not a superstar. So yeah, James Harden though his age is definitely if he's gonna be 30, 35. Yeah, averaging like twenty and ten. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> I need thirty. I need thirty if I'm getting rid of a potential twenty. Yeah, a young twenty. Um, who just yeah. got us to the finals for real. But yeah. This is what it is. And so I mean we'll see where the heat come in for. And for the Bucks, man. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, he's gonna be out all playoffs. That's a that's a crucial injury for them. Um, but we'll yeah. see what they can do against, you know, I assume it's gonna be the Nets, but the winner of the Nets Celtics series, that's gonna be a fun matchup, which we will talk more about um later. All right, so moving on, the Blazers got back on track with a big 115-95 win. Tied the series up 2-2, despite the fact that Dame time only had 10 points. He did have 10 assists, got the ball right to Norman Powell. 29 points, 11 for 15 from the field. CJ came through with 21 as well. The Nuggets also from the field. Michael Porter only took three shots. Aaron Gordon was two for seven out there. Jokic 7 of 18, composite 3 for 10, so they all really struggled. And Portland, somehow they played defense and ended up winning the game 115-95. So, Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? I thought it was interesting that Dame and – so Dame had 10 Mm -hmm. and Jokic had 16. They combined for 26 points. If you would have told me that Damon and Jokic were going to combine for 26 points, I would have thought that the game would have been canceled in, like, halftime or something. Like, I don't know how that just played out. But Jokic struggled. Michael Porter struggled. Aaron Gordon really struggled. And those are the main catalysts for the team, right? And Austin Rivers didn't have the the amazing game that he had in game three. So that's just not a recipe to win. And whenever Norman Powell can get can make his threes and you know kind of get downhill a little bit, he's a a player that's shown that the ability to score. So he led the team with 29, game high, and Carmelo gave you a few off the bench with 12, and that's really all you needed. 
it was a game that really wasn't as close as the score showed, but Portland controlled it, and it was a dominant performance, and especially in that third quarter where they outscored Denver 36-19. Yeah, it was a 30-point game at, at one point. So, you know, the 20-point win, it was a little even worse than that. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think <clears throat> for this game, I think Lillard, I think Lillard realized something really, really strong. He doesn't have to force it. <laughs> That's really all he has to do is just be the gravity because like one thing we were saying about the Warriors is like even though Steph would be the gravity, he really did have to score because nobody else really could. But on this team, there are scores, so he just has to be there be around like that's why the Warriors were so good even like before KD because Steph was the gravity so it would allow other people to do stuff Lillard saw it this game every even when he was he was shooting awful and everybody still was just like oh no he can't be open because you don't want him to get going but instead of trying to force it like he normally does he's got everybody else involved so you see what his 10 assists so you know CJ, he had, you know, 21. He did his thing a little bit, but really he got Norman Powell involved. And like we've been saying, like me and Demetrius have been saying anyway, you know, Norman Powell has definitely been, you know, for the Raptors for the past few years, Norman Powell's been one of like the like the low-key hidden figures has been one of the reasons that they were so sustainable just because he can give you anywhere between like a 15 and 25, but he's also capable of, you know, scoring outbursts like a, like a 30. So, you know, that's why at first, that's why when the trades first happened, I know, I think you two both said Aaron Gordon was the best trade, which is, it looks more so like that. But I said Norman Powell was the best trade for Portland because I thought that, you know, his consistency, his consistent offensive scoring output would help them out. And, in a, in a must-win game, in a game that Portland needed to win for Terry Stotts among everybody else, they they did it. And it was thanks to Norman Powell's, you know, thanks to his 30 points. And, you know, even Covington. Covington had a couple, you know, good looks thanks to Lillard's, um, you know, gravity. I think that Lillard getting everybody involved just made everything a lot easier for everybody to score. And for Denver – it falls down on one dude, bro. I mean, everybody else kind of did what they going to do. Aaron Gorham was a little, you know, under under I mean, Jokic was was bad, but it comes down to Michael Porter Jr. for me. He had he can't score 3. He can't only take 3 shots and only score 3 points. He, that just can't be the case at all for them to win any games. I don't think they'll win any games if he doesn't score if he scores under like at least like 15, I won't go 20, but I think he needs to score 20 most games. But like, I think he, he at least needs to score like 15 for them to be close in most of those games, just because he's the shooter. He's the other shooter on the team. And again, this team is just so hampered by injury that they need all the help they can get from everybody out there. And if they're not getting it, there's only so much they can do. Yep. And I want to say it wasn't just Dame out there with 10 assists. Um, <clears throat> 10 assists, and he had one turnover. But it was also um, C.J. McCollum. He had eight assists, two turnovers as well. And so what we saw from them a lot earlier uh, in the series was a lot of turnovers and a lot of sloppy play. I think they had a couple 15 turnover games. Today as a team, they had six. 
And so Denver just had a lot less opportunities. And so they finally matched Denver's turnovers. Because um, if we know one thing about Denver, that's, that's like their strength. Because Jokic is basically the point guard and Composite is really smart. and turn the ball over that much. Um, well, you know, Port- Portland actually led the league in um, turnover and like lack of turnovers committed this season. Portland was number one. They did. In this series, they've been ass at it. And this game, they finally got back to it and they didn't turn over the ball. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was impressive for them. But, you know, Portland now 2 2. This series is completely up in the air. So we will see what happens with that going forward. I picked the Blazers to win. Right now, I think I'm leaning Nuggets just because of home court. But again, we will see what happens. Um, moving on to the Sixers versus the Wizards. The Sixers end up beating the Wizards 132-103 in this game and beat scoring a playoff career high 36 points as they we just continue to bully this team. Tobias 20 and 13, then with 14. Curry, luckily his injury wasn't bad. He had 15 points, six assists as well. For the Wizards, Westbrook tried 26, 12, and 10. He had a triple double. Beal, 25, a little struggle from the field, but it just wasn't enough. They put Neto on the bench this game. They tried to start for Tons. Yikes, that didn't work. Lost any hope of defense. Um, geez. Darnell, what were your thoughts on this? This is random, but I just got to bring this up. Y'all play 2K a lot, right? So yes. is it is it true that Robin Lopez's post hook is at a 96? Yeah, so they got updated to a 96. We had played with them, and Dom tried to post hook, and every time he did it successfully, it went in. He didn't know how to do it all the time, but when he did it, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought I that was, was I just thought that was amazing. I thought that was amazing, man. I bro, he has the best his left every bro, time. If bro, I he literally has the best hook shot since Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> He's two for three. Dimitri, so tell you, I will spam that Kareem hook shot too. <laughs> man, they're playing class and he definitely kept Kareem hooking me to that. There was just Kareem's obviously much better at everything else than Robin's ever hopes and dreams of being, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but about the Sixers, though, I think that whenever you can get a healthy or a dominant beat to go out there and give you 36 and 8, and you get some contributions from Harris and Simmons, then the Sixers are a dominant team. Whenever those two kind of fall off and don't contribute, then the Sixers look a little more vulnerable. So far, so good. They haven't been challenged. The Wizards aren't in the stratosphere of the Sixers right now, so I was expecting that to look like the case. And yep. nothing really surprised me from the series, honestly. This is what I thought I would see. This is what the result has been. And I think next series is one we're going to really see what this team is made of going against potentially a Atlanta team with a lot of firepower. When you say that, uh, well, I thought Dom, what were your thoughts? Joel B didn't have two fouls in the first quarter. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. That's really been the whole difference between a close game and a blowout this whole series. Between a, between a, between a six-point loss and a 30-point loss, Joel B being on the court. And honestly, honestly, you know, I, I see his struggles, man. 
But I almost feel bad for Davies Bertans, bro. If he gonna be the only one on the team that can shoot threes, <laughs> it's just hard, bro. Huh? Westbrook was three of six from deep. He was one of five. Oh, oh, you said Westbrook was three of six. If if Bertans is the only one, if it's the only true three point threat on the team, yeah, I mean. Us. If he's the only true three-point threat on the team, Bradley Beal. Bradley Bradley Beal's not a great three-point shooter. Well, range, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, still a three-point threat though. I'd I'd rather him shoot a three than a midi. <laughs> if I had to that choose, doesn't mean he's not a three-point threat. He's just more lethal from me. Right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll play like this. If he's the only. If he's the only consistent sharpshooter on the team, if Bertan's gonna be the only consistent sharpshooter on the team, I'll even I'll even say okay, Bill, because Bill can shoot from everywhere. Bill can score from the, everywhere on the court, sure. So if it's just gonna be Bertans and Bill, but you gotta worry about so much with Bill. You don't gotta worry about his shooting. Like honestly, if he takes a three, <laughs> that's you feel me. But Bertans, that's all I'm looking at. All I'm looking at is you shooting threes. So I'm saying this as a per, as a player with experience of only shooting threes, <laughs> somebody that only <laughs> shoots threes. Well, you're the only three point shooter out there at times. Then you feel me? Everybody's just gonna hover towards you, and you're gonna have to take some hard shots. Because here's the difference. Because somebody was saying that you know Bertans's deal was a bad, was a horrible deal, and I want to compare it to like him versus like Joe Harris. Joe Harris has three offensive superstar hall of famers near him that can all shoot threes and Kyrie Durant and Harden. So he still airballing shots late in that game. So exactly. But his shots are open at least. Yep. I think Joe Joe Harris's slashing ability is a little bit underrated. Yeah. No, I'm, not saying when, I'm not saying he can't slash. I'm saying you have to you have to look at three top 30 players, I don't know how, I don't know where Kyrie is, but you have to look at three like top 50 players of all time. (laughs) Ever right there. (laughs) So you have to look at three top 50 players of all time. So don't like care about no Joe Harris like that, like that. So he's going to be open for whether it's going to be a slash, whether it's going to be a three, he's going to be open more. So when he's on the court with them, Davis Bertans, you got to look at Beal. And then, oh, wait, and feel me if Westbrook hit a couple threes, okay. If if Rui hit a couple threes, okay. We'll live with that. But Bertans is the one we can't hit threes. We can't let hit three because if he gets going, he's the one that's going to make them. And we've yeah. seen games where he's literally carried them to wins just off, like, shooting, like, 10 for 13 from three. Like, mm-hmm. Bertans is the biggest threat out there, so – He's got to be the one you watch out for because you feel me. And then Neto had to shoot six. <laughs> like, they need to go for somebody else. They need another, like, three-point sniper out there. I think they should move for, like, a Wayne Ellington, like a Luke Kennard. I don't know if Luke Kennard's contract is that bad, but if the Clippers just not going to play him, that means he's available. No, so, Kennard's contract is terrible. Is it? Isn't it about yeah. the same? Yeah, they, they, remember they signed to a four-year, like, Forty million dollars. Sixty. Think he got sixty. That's fifteen million a year. I don't think that's awful. For him, Luke Kennard, fifteen million. 
They don't play him. No, well, they should go for Wayne Ellington, huh? <laughs> there you go. Would you pay Wayne Ellington fifteen million a year? <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't they pay Bertans twenty? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the entire issue. How much? The, how much the Nets pay Joe Harris a year? Let's say twenty. Probably around. Probably around 15, 20, somewhere in there. He got four years, eighty million. If I remember correctly, we laughed. Yeah. And you laughed. I think he got. We did laugh. I don't at know him. if he got eighty. But he does have three. He does have three top fifty players right next to him. So that's the only reason it works. Man, he did get four years, seventy five. Who, Joe Harris? Yeah. Told you. Yeah, he got bread. And Bertans got bread. Only difference is that Bertans not playing with three Hall of Famers. With three right. Hall of Famers that can all shoot. Joe Harris, is, Joe Harris is better than him, but I don't know. If you put him on Brooklyn, I don't know. I know. Hold on, he said Joe Harris is better than who? Bertans. Oh, he's way better than Bertans. Yeah. Mm, I'm, I'm just saying I can't. Brooklyn. I got to see him on Brooklyn. He was good on Brooklyn before they got Harden and Durant. It was good. Bertans is good. Nah, Harris was Harris was really good last postseason because he can dribble. Yeah. He was averaging like 18 for him in the playoffs last year. I mean, they got swept, I think, right? Did they win one? I think they got – I believe they got – Either way, the type of player that he is – if he only gonna be able to shoot and not do much else, well, that's that's the main difference. Joe Harris can also drive a little better. Andrew Harris but, can play defense a little bit. Taz yeah. can't play at all at all. Fighters <laughs> <laughs> off the bench. Yeah. Okay, Luke Kennard, three years, forty-one million. So I guess it's like a. There you go. What's that? Three years, forty-one. That's about that's about like fourteen, thirteen a year. That's not bad. Like, yeah, they can trade for him. Who? Who the fuck can they even trade? They can trade um Bum. Anthony Gill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they can trade Isaac Bonga. <laughs> they can trade Garrison Matthews. I mean, honestly, they got like, I mean, they got three centers. Let's, let's see if the Clippers take Alex. Lennon. <laughs> I was gonna say they got uh, Tom, what's his name coming back too? Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. For real? Ryan got to stay. Honestly, and Matthew's got to stay. Not trading him for Kennard. Not doing that. Would you trade any of the other centers? They got four now. You only need four centers. Gafford obviously got to stay. Len, Len can smack go. Len can go for anything. I don't know if they trade Luke Kennard for Alex Len. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing that. <laughs> they already don't play him. Are they gonna play Alex Len? They don't, they already not playing to Marcus. <laughs> and as much as we as much as we want to say about you feel me, Demarcus, he is better than Alex Len. They might be dumb. Who knows? Bro? They are dumb. You know this. Try Rondo came in there and try to make him smart. No. That ain't gonna work. It works for a game. It might work. 
every second he's out there, every second he's out there, they gain, every second he's out there, they gain a point every minute. Every minute this series is out there, they get one point better <clears throat> than a team that's clearly better than them. So that eh, is what it is. <laughs> uh, real quick, the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 121-111. In this game, Don Mitchell again, 29 points. Man, he's going to stroke from the field, 9 of 23. Mike Conley going crazy this playoff, 27 points. Eight assists. He heard the noise. So can't blame him. Your noise. Nope. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, we give people credit when they step up. There are no longer liabilities out there. That's what he used to call them. Um, and Rudy Gobert, 15 points, 14 rebounds. If I'm going to apologize to Mike Conley, Dom used to apologize to Rudy Gobert right now, but I'll explain why in a second. Uh, John Morant, 28 points, seven assists for him. Dylan Brooks, 27. I was actually about to compliment him. When when we talk, when I was when it was my turn, I'm just making sure you do it. And so those two, all three of our scores really did their jobs. Grayson Allen, 17 off the bench, and but they just didn't have enough. As Jaron Jackson showed from field three for 11 out there, and they just the Jazz are just better. Which you know we do this if their best player plays, they're a better team. Um, so Dom, is there anything you would like to say to Mr. Tyler? What I do want to say is, for real, the stars of the Grizzlies and the stars of the um, Jazz have been pretty much equaling each other out for the most part. I mean, John, John, John Mitchell have pretty much been, you know, equaling each other out, at least this playoffs. John, I, I, won't say, I, won't, I won't say that, you know, they're equal, but I will say that at least this playoff series, they have been equaling each other out. Dylan Brooks and Mike Conley have been <clears throat> kind of equaling each other out. And um, Valanciunas and Gobert have been equaling each other out. Um, I did say Valanciunas was better, but they've definitely been equaling each other out for this series. And then even Grayson Allen and um, Jordan Clarkson to this game, this game, they equaled each other out. The only thing this game they did, but what it came down to. I'm happy your boy didn't score zero. Proud of him. Hmm? Happy your boy didn't score. I said this game. No, I know what you I said. This game. game. I'm happy he didn't score zero. But really, what it came down to was the Jazz's wing players, uh, Bajanovic and Ingles. I was out there, and they did better than really. It's because Jaron been struggling. That's really all this comes down to. They're not – I mean, y'all said it. We all knew it, though. He just came back from a big injury, and he's not going to be the same. But if Jaron is not going to produce on offense, they just don't have a chance because their bench just isn't good enough. Brandon Clark out there tonight. And he was a plus four in his six minutes. But, I mean, they just need more production from their wing players out there because their guards, their guards and their center – is doing it. Both teams, their guards and their center doing it. It's just the bench and the wing players have been struggling for for um, Memphis as opposed to Utah. But Ja getting Ja really getting right there next to next to Mitchell for real. That's cool. I just he's not he's getting right there. Ja has to win a series. You said what? I has to win the series first. I mean, put him on the Jazz. 
does have a better team. Jazz do have a better team. Do I know what were your thoughts? They really similarly too. That's the thing. Ja, I mean, um, what's his name's a better shooter? Mitchell's a better shooter, but they do play very similarly. Yeah, I just think that the Jazz, they just have more players that can give them double-digit scoring to complement Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert. So it's not as much pressure on a guy like Grayson Allen to make every three that he takes. So I think the Memphis Grizzlies are a little bit over – they're a little overmatched playing, obviously. This is a 1-8, so this is what it's expected to be. But – the Grizzlies are actually making this a competitive series, which is surprising. Yeah. Because you don't usually get that out of a one eight matchup. And it's really nothing bad that you can really say about the Grizzlies because I think everybody's playing well for the most part, but they're just up against except for Jaron Jackson, obviously. But we haven't really seen him play at a high level consistently since his injury. So expecting him to do that in the playoffs is asking a bit much. And for the Jazz, Mike Conley being a plus 16, the highest on the team, I think just him out there, when he's making his threes, it unlocks so much for the offense because it takes pressure off Mitchell. It takes pressure off of Clarkson. And they can really just be more relaxed out there. And I think the Jazz probably – I don't know. They probably win this – or I think that I think they win a series, but this series has the potential to go longer than a lot of people think. No, I think it's over in five. I'm gonna I say why. The, the, I said that off for it. The Jazz haven't lost a game when their best player's been out there. So they lost game one barely. Okay. Play. They won game two by double digits. They won game three's not there. They won game three by double digits. And I'm sorry, Dom, I couldn't hear you. You were trying to interrupt me for like the 10th time today. What was that? What'd you say? So are they going to win without their best player, Rudy Gobert? Of course. And speaking of which, Rudy, Rudy, Gobert, Rudy Gobert has been markedly better than Valanciunas because I don't know why Dom pretends like this. Sometimes the defense just doesn't matter at all, but he had four blocks out there, and Valanciunas is in a rim protector. So there's that as well. Um, job. Probably would score like 35, 40 again if like Rudy, if he was playing against Valentinus, not Rudy, but he wasn't. And that's a big difference. Or is Mitchell's 40 then? Mitchell's doing what he has to do to win the games. Because last year he saw the scoring 50 and not winning. Apparently you get shit on. So win the games. Sorry. I see John, I see John Donovan with the same stats. And I see. And you saw Jamal and Donovan do almost the same thing. And one guy went to the conference final. And I, and I, I just saw Josh score 50. Score 47. That's not 50. Okay. He was one three away from 50, my bad. Well, if he'd have done it, maybe they would have won the game. That's smack what his dad said. That's not me. That's his pops. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying is Ja really right there with both of them. I don't know what this like. That's cool. Win a series. Like I'm sorry. What do you mean right there with them? He's not. Get right a, he, he, he need a team. Need a team. 
Uh, bro, we're not Murray got the MVP. Murray has an MVP, the MVP right next to him. The literal MVP right there. The dude has played in in, in a couple playing games. He's one and two. He's played in a couple playoff games. He's one and two. I like Ja a lot, but he's not right there with Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray. I'm sorry. He's not. Not yet. You could say it's because of the team around him. That's fine. But I'm not even saying he better. I'm not saying he better at all. I think the other two are better than him. I just think he's in their discussion. And what discussion are you talking about? What is the discussion? You keep saying right there. In what? What does that mean? I need close you to, to them. In that what? he's close to them. Close to them in what way? In player rankings, I guess. I don't know. In Twitter love, he's over them, actually. Not Twitter love. Who's the best player? Who's the best player between the three? I mean, between, like, all the players. I think he's they're close. We need to have that discussion, yeah. When we I talk about best everybody. guards in the league, we talk about best guards in the league, I think they're all near each other. None of them are in that discussion. Best guards in the league. They're they're all around like the somewhere between like they're all in the bottom bottom five, top fifteen, top twenty. Bottom five. Bottom five. I mean like bottom ten, bottom ten, bottom ten. Like bottom ten, top fifteen, top twenty. Cool. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to. All right. Okay. My man, Josh fought for this man's respect, and he finally got it. Now he's saying he's right next to that Mitchell, which I don't even know what that means. Because as you guys told me, I mean, this is just me. This is all I've heard. But as you guys told me, the regular season matters. Donovan just averaged 26 and led the team to the one seed. But now off the three playoff games, two of which he lost, Josh right there, even though I was making the case that Donovan was right there. But he wasn't because he didn't do it in the regular season for long enough. Now Josh, two years, two years, one rookie of the year that you said he shouldn't have won, another year where they were the ninth seed, he's right there. <laughs> I just wanted to make sense. That's all. I, I just I'm watching the head-to-head. I'm watching the head-to-heads. I'm watching them do the same thing to each other. Act like Dylan not act like Dylan not right there with twenty seven. Acting like Conley not right there. How about how about Dylan's right there? How about that. Conley's right there. <laughs> Conley's too old to be right there. Clarkson. Conley's still under it. Here we go. And here we go. Clarkson, the sixth man of the year. And Grayson Ingle. finally scored 17. I knew that's where it was going. Like I, knew, I knew he was going there. <laughs> I knew we were eventually going to make Grayson. And that right there is well, – I was trying to stop the conversation, but I guess we had to say it. It's fighting all segment to say Grayson's right there. <laughs> I said Grayson finally scored 17 for the first time in like two months. Grayson's right there. Oh, that's awesome. That's all. That's that's where we. That's where we had to come. Now, now all of a sudden, now the playoffs start, and I was the one saying, you know, I think he might be a superstar because I don't know, he scored fifty twice in the playoffs and beat the Thunder, which is all that made Dame the superstar. For being honest about it, and he beat Russ and Paul George. Everyone forgets about that. 
and he's won other series before. I was like, maybe Donovan's a superstar. I was told, no, it's about consistency. Three playoff games in, Ja's right there. Oh. That's crazy. <laughs> that's just that's just absurd. Oh, and by the way, Donovan's played in two playoff games this year. He's two and oh. Let's see him against. Let's see him against the uh, Mavericks slash Clippers. If, if they make it, yeah, we're gonna see. Which mean if they make it, Jazz Jazz are beating them. No, I thought you. He's talking about the Mavericks. Mavs, yeah, I was like, if the Mavs beat them, I said the Mavericks slash Clippers. Yeah, I didn't hear. It. I didn't hear that. So I was already interrupting you. That's how interrupting oh. works. Sometimes you don't hear things. <laughs> nah, I hear everything when I'm interrupting. Disagree with you. you still See, I you. hear everything when I'm interrupting. That's why I'm interrupting because yeah. I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> Not hearing a thing. You still didn't say anything about the Rudy Gobert being much better than Valanciunas point. Do you call Valanciunas a top five center? Oh no! Said they oh, equal each other out. I said they may equal each other out. This was, they're not. Rudy's been better, clearly. Valanciunas was on minus 22. Rudy's a plus 14. For the first time this entire playoff series, Valanciunas was on minus 22. Okay. For the first time this whole year, Valanciunas was on minus 22. Wonder why. Why do you think that happened? <laughs> he was going against the stifled tower, man. That's what happened. Defensive player of the year, bro. Yeah, put some, put some spec I'll see Ben Simmons. Ben I'll see Ben again. Simmons right here. Exactly, because, you know, Rudy not getting lit up for 30. So. <laughs> do they still have him on Beal? Of course they do. <laughs> Hey man, he went in by 30 though. Ben Simmons is winning by 30. Against the top three offense in the league. And they can't score 110 unless Joe unless Joel's out for the whole game. I mean, if we're being honest, that's because Ja is better than Russell Westbrook. Much as they compared it to, he can pass. What do you mean he can pass like Westbrook don't have 10 assists every game? You can't pass without turning the ball over, too. About that. Okay, okay, that's fair. And he can shoot. That's the that's the difference right there. He's just all around not as reckless. Unless he's I thought you were about to just say he's just all around better. I was about to be like, damn, bro. Nah, Russ is a better rebounder, for sure. <laughs> Russ is a better rebounder. He is. <laughs> doubles matter, man. Other than that, other than that, what is Russ better than better at than Josh? Seriously, being honest, right now he's older, so his athleticism isn't the same. I don't think he's a better defender. He's definitely not a better shooter. Probably a better good. leader. Ha. Huh. I said leader. I don't even think that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Damn. As a leader. No love. They, no love for Westbrook, huh? They led their teams to the same spot. The same exact spot, actually. Well, Westbrook was coming off of his torn ham, torn 
quad. Remember that? He was playing with an injury. They I sunk. was hurt this year, too. Really had. Yeah, but they never had no bad record like the Wizards did this year. I mean, Westbrook was part of that, though. Yeah, Westbrook was the reason that, that was happening. That was Because he was hurt. He was hurt. Okay. I was also hurt playing. Not not doing great, but you know he wasn't doing. We were like, damn, John, why are you so ass? I remember these conversations because that man straight had 13 points and like five assists, but with like one turnover. He's like, I can be ass, but I'm not going to be this ass. Russ was like, fuck it. I'm going to be this ass. Eight turnovers, game loss. Bradley is 40. They losing. Bradley was 60. L's. <laughs> no one ain't going out there having 50 and they losing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got so we got job over Westbrook. All right, I hear it. Do you disagree? You can disagree. I I, I don't I have no pain honestly. I think I think it is a debate. I think it is a discussion. They're right there. The only thing is, obviously, and it's a huge – I can't even say that. I was going to say, obviously, the Grizzlies have Valanciunas and the Wizards don't have a center. But they kind of have one. They just don't play him. And the Grizzlies didn't have Valanciunas for a while this year. And while they struggled, they stayed, They kind of always are 500. Yeah. They have better pieces than the Wizards. You know, get Taylor Jenkins coach of the year for real. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think John Dillon and John Dillon and Dallas are really good. But we can't just say they're not. Yeah. They're good enough to get an eighth seed. But they are all just always hurt. Well, Dillon wasn't, but John John like three games. They looked awful. That's why I said Dillon was the most important player. He's the whole defense. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's the second score, so it's like that's what I'm saying. If you want to say Ja right there and Dylan right there too, I can't say Dylan. Dylan, Dylan right there. I don't care. I was about to say he he Dylan with Paul George is supposed to be for real. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> wow, Paul George is In terms of the defense, <laughs> not even the offense, just in terms of the defense. Because he because he's playing such high level, de- but Paul George is older, and you know he's been through injuries, and he's slower. I think that's really what it comes. I don't think it's Paul George's fault necessarily that he's not as good at defense. I just think he's older and slower, and just been through a lot of injuries. And Dylan's younger, hasn't been through the same. So, Dylan Brooks is better than Paul George. Still, Paul George supposed to be, huh? Y'all y'all be letting the hot takes fly, man. I mean, well, can I just say this, though? We're saying that those two are better than them. But Paul, George, and Russ together, what did they really do? Mack, what this Grizzlies team is about to do, which is losing the first round. So, you know what? To the Jazz. Yep. And they had Steven Adams. We can't say they didn't have a big either. Yeah. True. <laughs> it's fair. They are they are looking quite 
they are Memphis do look quite OKCE right now. Yeah. OKCE. Okay, okay, <laughs> they do look quite OKCE right now. <laughs> but the difference is they're young and have have potentially get better. I didn't know that's where we were going with this, but I'm happy we reached this conclusion. <laughs> that, that the Grizzlies are the Russ and Paul. Yes, we did figure out that the Grizzlies are basically the Thunder from three years ago. So kudos, Ja. Kudos, Dylan, man. Y'all fought for this. In um, Valley. In Valley, I guess. Valley did get him here. So Valley can be Steve. Forgotten Steven Adams. Um, what I will say is we got some games obviously tonight starting in an hour after what we're recording. And we got Hawks, Knicks at one, Suns, Lakers at 3:30, Nets, Celtics at seven, Clippers, Mavs at 9:30. And I'm looking at the games, and I gotta say, I gotta say. There's one game I'm skipping, and I didn't think that this would be the case, but I'm definitely skipping this one game. I'm going to take a break, probably take a nap, food coma, nap. Um, but there are now. What, what, do you, yeah. what do you think about these games tonight? Which ones are you excited for? And uh, are you skipping any of them? They're all good. For real? There's one that's not going to be good. There is one that's <laughs> not going to be good. I'm planning on watching all of them um, for the most part. I can't say I'll make it through all of them. I'm interested. <laughs> to, which one are y'all saying is not going to be a good game? The the five the gentleman sweep the for sure gentleman sweep. Yeah, Chris Paul just not going to have a shoulder. Lakers Suns <laughs> is a wrap. It's over. Chris Paul just not going to have a shoulder. <laughs> I, I I'm watching LeBron just Dude. trot around there, eighty percent. He's giving it like ninety percent on defense, but like sixty on offense. Just not caring. And still beating these dudes double digits. Booker got ejected. They're all mad. It's over. Now we'll see if Booker Boston. gets mad early and starts scoring, but he doesn't. Boston might take another game if Tatum can do it again. If Tatum's going to score fifty, I'll watch again. He can if he he did it now. So fuck it. This is I turned I turned off Boston in the Nets game when it was nineteen to four. It was nineteen four Brooklyn. Same. I'm like, man, I'm turning this off, man. I'm about to go to the other game. Yep. Then I checked the score, and it was 34-33 Boston. I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to yeah, I had to rewatch all of that and then watch the game. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to watch this just because. It's the playoffs. Suns Lakers, I'm telling you, man. Plus, we got to see now. Kyrie got to step up. This is a big game for me. Because if Kyrie doesn't, that means he can be easily shook. And that's a huge weakness if he can be shook. We already know James can. But Kyrie can't be one of the ones who folds. James can still fold and give you a bunch of assists. Kyrie, I don't think James even be shook. <clears throat> I think he's just prone to fold. I don't think it'd be on some shook stuff. I think he'd just be prone. Whatever. It's still folding. Okay. Fine. But Kyrie's supposed to be the one who doesn't fold. So if he shows foldability – in this game four, that's two back-to-back games where he sold. I mean, he, just showed, fold, he showed foldability when he was with them. But we always gave him an excuse. This there would be no Well, excuse. this is the chance, yeah. This is the chance where – this is the time where if he does it again, there's no excuse this time. Nope. There's no you didn't just want to be there. 
that shows that maybe you're not, you know, I don't want to call him mentally weak. I don't want to say that, but maybe, you know, it's, it's things get getting here, like, you know, they can, hmm? get to you. they can get to you. Yeah. Without saying that word, we think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We've, we saw it happen. We saw you get ejected for that word, for somebody saying it. And you went right to Boston and said they might say it, and they didn't, and they still did something to you. However yeah. you want to break it down. Man, one of them diehard Boston fans, man. They might. <laughs> they might as well. They might. I won't say might as well, but they might try it. Oh, they might. Man. They really might try it. If First, he really starts cooking today. The um, they're condoning it. I'm sports. not condoning it. I'm, I'm not condoning it. I'm so saying they, they might do it. I ain't mean might as well. I said they might try. It depends they on might try. It depends on if he's hurting them or not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they should never, they should never, <clears throat> they should never, ever, ever, ever go Utah far. Utah be on some different type time, bro. Yeah, I don't even want to play there. I don't want to play there ever. I don't want to go there. Utah scratched off of any list I'd ever go to. They just be saying that to you. No, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Utah is, I'm never going there. Hey, man. Yeah, Utah's bad. Look, got nothing, got nothing to say to that one. <laughs> that is terrible. That's why Bron and Katie straight laughed at y'all. It's not y'all fault, Donovan. Their fault. <laughs> they never use Utah. Well, nah, I'm never using them either. <laughs> That's how they be moving. <laughs> I don't even know the last time we used Utah. Is actually... We don't like using them because they suck. <laughs> Donovan, nice. Yeah, they, 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 they yeah. yeah. Uh, Donovan's nice. He's even when Donovan, game. even when Donovan there, it, the, the the problem still is that he inefficient. <laughs> That's the problem. It'll I am actually really good with Donovan. It's everybody else. I can't use Conley. I can't use Conley or Clarkson. For real. Yeah. And then Ingles and Bogdanovich never hit for me. So I'm like, well, this is stupid. They just never gonna hit a shot. And that's all they do. Hey man, oh, the only reason I won that one game was because Ink was because uh Yang was cooking. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, that's the that's the game. Suns Lakers, um, Clips Mavs. Who y'all got in this Clips Mavs game? I got the Clippers. Wow. It depends. On Luca, what do you mean on Luca? He just had forty-four nine and nine. Is he gonna play? He's gonna play. I would assume that he be, plays. Is he going to be fully healthy? He can, be like injured. LeBron said, man, he'll never be fully healthy again. Yeah, because <laughs> of because of his cervix strain, bro. He'll never be fully healthy again. Like again, he'll never be back to one hundred percent, man. Not for the rest of the playoffs. Probably not. Shit hurts, man. Well, if I mean if Luca if Luca not gonna be hundred percent. Even if he is and if Porzing is still gonna be <laughs> now that is gonna, gonna be garbage. Now you see that's one thing that will happen. <laughs> 
the clip. Hey, man, I'll give the Clippers one more chance if they figure it out. They figured it out. They figured it out. But I don't know. Dallas is home. They were just home but, last but, game. I know. But oh, Tyloo did say it's easier for them to shoot away from home. So. The worrisome part to that me. Just sounds, that battle. just sounds like a game seven. They about to lose at home. <laughs> <laughs> Real man. Play better away from home. <laughs> we got home court. <laughs> that sounds like a game seven waiting to be lost at home. Oh, man. What I will say, though, is the match shot 50% last game from three. Most of it was Luka, seven for 13, but they did it. <laughs> They still all they shot fifty percent from three. They made twenty of them. I will say this: I don't think Hardaway going to be as bad. I think Hardaway is going to be better. Not so bad. I'm gonna go Dallas. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I don't think Cleveland might not go four for six again. I'm going Clippers. I'm going Clippers because I think they figured it out. They just know that they have to play. Their offense has to be good enough until Rondo gets in there and fixes their defense. Because I think a lot of the, a lot of the Hardaway stuff. And a lot of the fact that the ancillary parts weren't as good was that Rondo was just there being smart enough to not completely leave dudes open. Like, yeah. He just he, he knows where to be enough to where he's like, oh, he's not, I'm not going to leave him wide. Pat Bev is trying to find Luca because Luca keeps bullying him <laughs> as opposed to just guarding the three-point shooters. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to stop this thing if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> and he won't do it. And meanwhile, Rondo's like, go ahead, bro. You can score, but I, we can't let everybody shoot. And even though they shot yeah. well, they ain't shoot 60% from three. At least they shot 50, which is actually a market improvement over what's been happening the last two games. And even if they make threes, Rondo can slow it down and get someone an easy mid-range jumper. So they do they do, do a lot of trading threes for twos. At least, Rondo at least, won't get playing time. At least with Rondo. It's, but he got 26 minutes last game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he's gonna start getting playing time, which is the reason he traded him for him. He just had to yell at him one time. <laughs> you saw the clip I showed you where everywhere the whole bench was yelling at him. And he ain't know what was going on. Nah, I didn't even see it. I'm gonna watch it now. Uh, so Tyloo was so Tyloo was just staring, just staring out in the space or whatever he was looking at. Well, Marcus Morris and everybody was yelling at him for that play you were talking about where he, where he didn't challenge it when, when Marcus Morris was about to get ejected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And bad. everybody at the bench was yelling at him, and he just looked out in the space, not paying nobody any mind. <laughs> yeah, Ty Lue is on out for sure. It's, a, it's, it's so it many memes with Ty Lue just zoning out. Like, what is Why he zoning doing? out? You know why he's on hell? <laughs> Cause Coach Rondo out there on the bench telling them, telling the team what to do. I knew you was going there, man. That Mike Brown telling him to challenge. Yeah. He really sat there with his arms crossed. I told you. I didn't even know that was happening, but I watched it live and I was like, why did he not challenge that? When the one dude who's scoring actually started snapping. It was crazy. It was a crazy moment. Hey, man, but Darnell, let's get into it. Player of the day, game of the day, coach of the day, 
highlight of the day, dickhead of the day. Take it away. All right. So the player of the night for me, it has to be Jason Tatum, 50 points. Just get it done in the mid-range, three-point line. Just get to the basket, everything you could ask for. For my game of the night, I got to go with Brooklyn-Boston because it was a game where Brooklyn was up big early. Boston came back, and it was a close game all the way to the end. So I'm going there for my coach. I got to go with my guy, Ty Lue, because y'all tried to clown me for saying Ty Lue is going to die the right butt, but he did. And Ty Lue got the Clippers a W in a must-win must game, probably the most important game in Clipper history so far. And I don't, I don't think that's overstatement. Nah, some of those games history definitely most important. Nah, nah. When Chris... Game seven was definitely more important. No, nah, I think game six was. It was game six because that's the one that they lost at home because Houston had the home court advantage. They lost game six at home and they were up like fifteen in the fourth quarter. That was the big seven the last year to not get to the conference finals. That was also more important than this. Oh, I was thinking about the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre one <laughs> when they blew it to the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the most imp- most important, but it's. Up- they be flaming out. It can't be most important if they just gonna choke all the time. Now if they come through, maybe. But yo, it's, yo, how they keep getting? How, it keep happening, bro. They went from they went from one big three to another big two. Same result each time. <laughs> Pretty much. I think this is officially a big three now, but I'll get to that later. Well, All right. So, for my dickhead of the night, no, I, I did coach. For my dickhead of the night, I got to go with – no, I'm going to do highlight first. Highlight of the night, it has to go to probably – I don't think it was a real – probably I would just go Tristan Thompson's nine offensive rebounds because he was just everywhere. and That's the big win for the Celtics. So, I'm going to go there for my highlight. And for my dickhead of the night, I got to go with – I got to go with – I'm going to go with no dickhead of the night because I don't think anybody did anything crazy. People lucked out. No dickheads. There are a couple. Nah, I only have one. Dom, go ahead. So, my game of the weekend will be the um the Nets versus the um the Nets versus the Celtics for there you know for that for that big upset when my player of the weekend will obviously be Jason Tatum with his fifty. You know, to, to beat to beat the super team but where both of them scored 40. Well, two of them – I won't say both, but two of them scored 40. Damn. So, you feel me? Jason Tatum had to overcome all of that with 50 and finally got a win. Um, coach of the weekend. I'm going to give it to – I'm going to give it to um, Terry Stotts. Give it to Terry Stotts because they needed this win because if they didn't win this game, they were going to be down 20. I mean, they were going to be down 3-1. And I don't know if they would have been able to overcome that. I guess Denver, <laughs> maybe if it was the other way around, but I don't think I don't think Portland would be able to overcome that. So I'll give it to Terry Stotts for this must win. Um, highlight of the night. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Max Kellerman <laughs> for his hot take. 
because he went out there and said he'd rather have John Morant over Jason Tatum right after Jason Tatum scored 50. <laughs> it had to be before. Before after. After. No way. Dude, after Jason Tatum scored 50, Max Kellerman said he'd rather have John Morant over Jason Tatum. Well, he's an idiot, so you know that. So. Right. My dickhead of the weekend is going to go to Mr. Alfred Payton's mother. <laughs> because after she heard that Alfred Payton got benched, not, not only did he not get a playing time, but oh, that's not that's not why. She said, I hope trade drops 50, not dissing Rose, but Alfred is a way better defender. And then after she said that, after they lost the game, she went back on Twitter and said, how did that work out for you? Hashtag proud mama. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm all for supporting your child. I really am. I understand it. I get it. Uh, believe me, she's not. That's not why. But come on now. Not, I hope he scores 50. I hope y'all lose the game. <laughs> Because your son not playing one game. He's still on the team. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. And now and yeah, now and now you happy that they lost the game. That's real bad. Yeah. Damn Alfred, you just got traded. <laughs> Max got traded. I mean, I might not have a job now. There was one team he could play. Yo, LeVar Levar ain't never say that. Nah, I hope y'all lose without <laughs> hope y'all lose out of my son not there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say he's never said in the playoffs, but they've never made playoffs. So yeah. we don't know what he would say, to be honest with you. We don't that is true. We really, we really, we really don't know. We need playoff LeVar, honestly. Tell them to be better. It's two of them. <laughs> Tell them to be better. Melo did Lamelo did straight fall. Folded like a kid. <laughs> Needed Gordon. Need their best player. Um, my player of the weekend. You guys both said Tatum, so I'm going somewhere else. I'm going with Rondo. Going playoff Rondo. Yes, two points, eight assists. Plus 22 out there, that man, he's the only reason we took the Clippers to – I took the Clippers to go to the conference finals, and I stand by it. If he does this, he's a top five point guard of all time. If he somehow wins, obviously, a championship, not just getting the conference finals. But he's already moving up the rankings just for what he did last game alone because we saw they looked distraught. We talked about they had no leadership, how they just looked out of they, – they don't really fit as a team. Came back in, yelled at that dude, fixed all the problems on the court, makes them look markedly better than the Mavs when he's out there, and they look markedly worse when he's not. And he doesn't do much but pass the ball and not do dumb shit on defense. And you know what? Sometimes we want to talk about all these other players and how they can be athletic as hell but do dumb shit all the time. Got to give credit to someone who just plays a lot of connect four. Smart. That's why he's good. So you know what? I'm about it. Also, I respect the connect four playing because I'm the best connect four player. Uh, oh, I guess we got. I guess we gotta get that then. 
Gotta get, some, gotta get that connection. I'll never lose a connect. Four. I, I've lost one time to one person. Actually, a connect four. Not even kidding. We gonna run that every day, bro. Lost to my ex one time. She never played me again. It was fucked up. <laughs> it was twisted. <laughs> oh man, I gotta not, do it. Not that I wonder if I can beat her. Can't beat her. Can't nah, I beat her like chance. five times before we played that game, and then she beat me, and then she was like, "No rematch." I was like, "What?" Damn, yeah. tragic. We play. No, we did play a couple times that, but it wasn't the same because. It was it was actually when we were uh, working at Barnes and Noble, and I was beating everyone in the store. I was like, "Yeah, no one beat me." Of course, she was the one beat me. I was like, "I never played me." Okay, I haven't. You're right. Anyway, um, we'll see what happens. Stay tuned for that. Might see Connect Four live on Twitch or something. Um, my game of the weekend. I'm going. I'm actually going Clippers Mavs. As great as Net Celtics was, Clippers Mavs just had a different kind of energy to it. Um, because you got two dudes, one guy for sure Hall of Famer, one guy borderline, taking on a 22-year-old and getting their asses kicked and all the legs still in line. They couldn't get swept. I, I think it might be acceptable. I think it's acceptable if they lose the series now, for real. Because Paul George and Kawhi both are scoring. It would be everybody else. It would be on another dude. It would be on Ty Lue straight up. That's what happened last time when they still got the blame. That's literally what happened. It was different, Denver. though, because if you remember, Paul George was bad in the first round. They survived it. He was really bad in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Awful. And he was yeah. bad at certain points against the Nuggets. This time, they're coming through in the clutch. They really are. They keep scoring. It's not them. And <clears throat> Luka was bad in a couple fourth quarters, too. It's really everybody else. But Oh, believe me. Man. Skip Bayless told us. <laughs> Just saying, he did. Um, my coach, the last few days, I'm going Ty Lue. Ty Lue earned it. He stopped doing dumb shit. Pat Beth played six minutes. Zubac played 11, and suddenly they win the game. Now, he did the he obvious the thing. Wrong, <laughs> hey, man, he did the obvious thing. He played the player of the day. But guess what? Sometimes coaching is just doing the obvious thing. Sometimes it comes out of that. And, pl- and starting Reggie Jackson is not the obvious thing. To be honest, I didn't know that they would do that. I thought start Rondo, but you can't have Reggie being the only bench player. So I like it because Rondo's going to make everything when he comes on the court. <coughs> so it works. Um, my highlight of the last two days. I really don't know if I have one. Kind of yesterday was kind of ho-hum. And then Friday, well, Saw a lot of great games. Wasn't really any highlights. Clippers kind of – I'll go with Jason Tatum scoring 50. Jason Tatum, I think he's the only person so far this playoffs to have 50, and he's done it twice. So second Jason Tatum game, I'll give him his credit there. Did score 50, beat those guys. As you know, my highlight of the day was Boston. No one getting ejected from the crowd. Proud of you. Proud of you all. Like I, like I said earlier in the podcast, there's only 4,000 there in the on the last game, it'll be 17,000 there today. We'll see if somebody else is so right expecting now. ejection. Okay. Well, I'm expecting <laughs> to hear a few things. It's you easier. It. It's no. harder. When it's, when it's nobody in the building and you yelling out profanity like that, it, it's easy to just give Slurs, I think, was the word you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know what word I was looking for. <laughs> you knew which words you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly. 
<laughs> oh man. Um in my dickhead of the day for the second time this year. Only the second time. You could have earned it a little bit more. Uh it's going to Dom for taking the heat to go to the finals and watching them get swept in the first round. <laughs> hey, but guess what I didn't do? Guess what I did not do? What did you not do? I did not put any money on. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's true. He did zero dollars, zero cents on. <laughs> Just pride. Just pride and that 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 ink. I saw it. I knew I should have posted both of them right before the playoffs. I will definitely do it next time. It's a little late now, but yeah, Dominic spent a cat a day. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening, man. Hope you enjoyed. Um Got these games coming up today. They're gonna be exciting again. Looks like looks like we've actually figured it out the Sunday, I guess Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, I guess how we're gonna split up. These are gonna be the fun days, and then Monday is gonna be another drag. But it is what it is. Thank you guys for listening. Up for Darnell and Dom. This was Demetrius, and I hope you enjoyed. Later. Triple D's deuces. <laughs> <laughs>